Hey, what's up everybody? It's your old pal Sig again, and for another episode of Sig Neutron Sputron. And boy, did I fail miserably I uh, getting this episode out on Monday. Um, but fret not, I will continue to do my best. But I had a good reason, because we uh, did an exciting collaboration with a very wonderful person that I can't talk about right now, but uh, you'll know this Friday, the 25th, uh, which is like three days from now. But it's exciting. I can't wait to talk about it. But know that I'm a little late on this episode because I was uh, hard at work on that. But uh, yeah, so for this episode, we, our friend Sin came over again and we were just chilling and we got into uh, more interesting. And whenever Sin comes over, we're always having the most interesting of talks and um, started talking about more about stripping and. Uh, a lot of like interesting things. So like, it basically, they, yeah, she was talking about how strippers have to like constantly check their uh, nether regions for like toilet paper bits and things, and that's like stuff you don't ever think about. And I, I think I want to have at a point. Of, I'm going to start doing a lot more episodes of bringing people on the show that would otherwise considered like taboo lifestyles or something, and uh, just talk about them because we're all people, and it's it's weird that. People get so weirded out by some people. And strippers are people too, and they deal with a lot of bullshit that you might not even think about. So we get into a lot of, uh, we. I know we talked about it last time Sin was a guest, uh, but we get more into uh, stripping and the crazy things you have to worry about. Uh, and I'm telling you, man, after like talking to someone like firsthand and stuff like they have to strippers have to deal with so much bullshit man like you don't even realize how much bullshit they have to deal with so uh, we get into that and we talk about that also we get into wildly different topics we're all over the place but that's what's fun because it's sputron and we just spew and we talk about all kinds of stuff uh, another some more context you might need to know for this episode is sin was describing to us uh, before we started recording about how she would turn like make her barbies in this strange position doing the splits and the arms one forward and one back and looking to the right and then she would just move them around and go gling 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 as if they were flying <laughs> so i promise that's important later on in the episode so once we start talking about gling glings then you know the reference so i'm also joined with ranny ranny a go-go and sin like i said sin twisted so enjoy this episode of <laughs> For me, I like the people that go in every once in a while and they go to celebrate. Those are the kind of people I like to see in the strip clubs. Yeah. Like that's because well, if the, they're going there to celebrate, you know they're going to, there to spend money. Yeah, well, it's, it's also they regular. Like, yeah. They're yeah. So I'm mean, probably in a good mood. Yeah. You know, celebrating something. Yeah, when it's like, if they go regularly, that's just part of their routine. But if it's someone's going to celebrate, then it's like a special time. Yeah. And a splurge. I mean, I know some people go in there just out, out of the aspect of just probably just a loneliness and just being able to be in the company of a pretty girl, mm -hmm. you know, and having a pretty girl's attention. And they understand the reality. I was, it's like, I only sit there and talk to them if they know how to play the game. Now, I've had customers come in and I'm just like, they ask me my name. I'm like, hey, I'm Sin. What's your name? Da, da, da. And then they get into the whole, is that your real name? And then I look at them and I say, look, are we going to play the game or are we not going to play the game? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, 
We play the game in as in you come in and you be the customer and you pay me for this fantasy thing and I do my job as an exotic dancer and I keep you company and I entertain you and you tip me and that's it. Or we can not play the game and you can sit there and try and ask for my real name and my phone number and why I'm doing this and all the other stuff that is really annoying and it's not. <laughs> so I like so the ones that... that know how to play the game. Yeah. 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 But do you think that that happens so much that those that is those people's game? Ever think about that? I think a lot of people go in there for different reasons. Some people actually go in there thinking that, like, with the idea that exotic dancers are escorts or that we're, like, girlfriends to rent out out after after we get out of the club. Mm -hmm. You know, outside of the club. It's like, no, that's not... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, girlfriend. <laughs> exactly, but they think that the strip club is the one that they're going to, oh, I'm going to find a girlfriend here. It's like, no, this is their job, and she's married, and she's got three kids, and she's gay. Oh, I thought it meant, like, yeah. meant like go at getting paid to go on a date. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm not talking about... No, not necessarily. A lot of guys were just... I mean, I've had guys in the lab dance, how much? You know what I mean? It's just that whole... Like, they don't take it like this is my job and it, this is where it stops. Yeah. You know, um, more of a personal. Yeah, and thing. Uh, but everybody's boundaries and everybody's consent is different. You know, I have gone out with uh, high-paying customers with a couple of other girls mm-hmm. out for that seems like a, thing. a breakfast after the club and stuff like that. But it was like in a safe environment mm-hmm. and, da, 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 and the person spent a lot of money. But it's a different thing when guys are going in there on a regular basis and hitting up every single girl for their phone number and da, da, da. you know what I mean? They're not tipping. They're not buying dances. They're not buying you a drink. But they want to know your real name. They want to know your phone number. They want to know where you live. They want to know your marital status. Right. <laughs> like, there are you know? much more appropriate places to try to pick up people yeah well <laughs> yeah, like i don't know but it's you know, the fantasy that, that, thing it's like oh that... i'm gonna get her i'm gonna get one of the dancers yeah. to take home it's this whole fantasy um or as i like to so bluntly call it novelty fuck it's just a novelty yeah. fuck it's something to mark off their bucket list i've never been with a stripper let's see what that's like you know what i mean it's just yeah. like have you been with a human being yeah then, pretty much then you've you probably you've potentially been, been with you know, a human yeah exactly exactly as if all of a sudden it's going to be some different feeling or something else. It's yeah. like, that. Nah, no. People are people, and it's just yeah. a job. Yeah, yeah. I don't, all things are aimed at creating a stressful work environment for a stripper. We like you got to worry the, about like the girls competition-wise, and you got to worry about shit. And also, like I said, I think we've talked about it before with women in the sex working industry, as far as my experience with exotic dancing, is that there are two different kind of females that come into stripping and they're either cooperative or you're competitive and if you're cooperative that means you're out for your fellow dancer hey girl your customer is here you need to go in there he's out on the floor oh okay thank you so much you know as with competitive would be like oh shit that girl's on the like what happened today she's in that she's in that that thing i'm gonna go get a lap dance from her dude while she's taking you know in the bathroom you know whatever um, and sabotaging girls by talking shit about them to their customers and their regulars to try to make them not tip or whatever distractions they try and do. And I hate the competitive yeah. uh, aspect. Like from, and, from the workers and like the people that come in, like it could yeah. all potentially be a stressful situation. Yeah. And on top of all of that, you guys have to worry about toilet paper on your vaginas. Yeah. That's yeah. what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, and it's not only fucking that, stressful. We, we have to worry about tampon strings coming out. Yeah. Like a so really I've, I've gotten to the point life. where, I, even with my when I, my nails get long, I've gotten to the point I just cut all the string off and I just put it in there and then later on when my shift, I just deal with it and dig it out. 
To me, that's better than having a yeah. tampon string hang out or, yeah. or come out on stage. I've been dancing for almost 22 years, and I have not had it happen to me. But I have seen other girls where I've had to go up. I'm like, honey, your string's showing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, do you need some scissors? I can uh, cut that yeah. off, you know. And it's like, dude, Ooh, that would the... creep me out, cutting off the string of scissors. Ah, right? I, um... I'd be like, just pull it out and get a, cut, <laughs> cut a new one and put the new one. I, uh, I... <laughs> like, come on. I got off shift last weekend. And um, I got off. I, I got off my shift, and I changed into my regular, my civilian clothes. I got out of my stripper clothes, and I wore a T-shirt that says, "Anything you can do, I can do bleeding." And one of the I went to grab and tip out. I went to grab my lunch and go tip out. And one of the customers is like reading my shirt. He's like, "What's that mean?" I'm like, "It means I'm on my period." And he looked at me because he'd seen me do like a flip off the pole and all this contortion stuff and in a thong and you know what I mean the whole shift. And he's like, "Wait a minute." you're on your period today? I was like, yep. <laughs> just like, just another normal, regular day as a dancer. But he couldn't believe the fact that I was still able to, <laughs> then nothing was showing. And I, I think they, they forget sometimes. It's like, yeah, we are normal people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, and that probably like happens all the time and nobody even knows it. Yeah. And then, but people don't think about these things because they don't think of people, like people in weird jobs or what's considered edgy or taboo. Like, they don't think of those people as people. A lot of people don't even know that we work for tips only. Some people think we get a, a, a paycheck and, like, uh, all this, you know, money tipped on top of, you know. I'm like, no. Not uh, not until up until recently they're starting to now get the the paychecks and stuff for dancers. But until then, it's it's always been tips only. And then we have to pay the club. We have to pay our, our stage fee and... Uh, booth dance fees and, and don't stuff sometimes you have to get like customers to buy drinks too or something in or some like... clubs you do in some clubs uh, you have to sell merchandise in some clubs you have to Mer- sell merchandise yeah I worked evidence I worked, I worked in one club but it was good luck the, but uh, the way they would do it they would, this club would make it a perk for the dancer if you can sell a t-shirt you can slide on house fee mm. and house fee was about $25 and I think the t-shirt was about $25 so it's a house fee. Does that mean you have to pay that every time, every night you go? Yeah, home? and I'm fine with house fees because house fee is pretty much like a tattoo, a tattoo artist renting the space yeah, at a tattoo shop, sense. or someone who cuts hair. You still have to pay for your space at that salon mm-hmm. to have a place to work. You mm-hmm. know, so they're providing me a stage. Mm-hmm. They're providing me music and security. lights, mm-hmm. and um, like the security is something that's a whole different fee. But I do pay out a security guy, um, mm-hmm. and they do. It's one of the most toxic environments, but also. Also, depending on if you have a good club and if you have a good security guy, it's probably one of the best places for a female to work because if a guy's being rude or lewd or inappropriate, I've had guys like throw change on my stage and I'm like, nope, absolutely uh, not. Man. I'll call out security. Come here. Unless they're in gold doubloons. No. And, I, and then I say, you're like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. You like bite into one. You're like, this is good. Never gold bullions. But no, um, so I tell him, I said, this guy's got to go. And I'll tell him why. And the security's like, I'm sorry, but I got to, I got to kick you out. No, nope. she doesn't want you in here. And then you got to go. Sorry, you know. And then they'll escort them out. So it's 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 one of the few places where I can be in charge. But like this person's being disgusting. This person grabbed me. I want them removed, and they will be removed. 
you know, some clubs are a little, their, their security is not that great and they won't do it. But some clubs actually, like, that's why I say if you have a good club and a good security system or good security guys who actually back up the girls, um, it's one of the safest places you can be. Because in, in no other environment I can imagine like uh, bagging groceries and someone just spewing stuff and me being like, hey, I need security to remove this guy. They would be like, no, oh, fuck you, customer is always right. But in the strip club, it's a whole different thing, you know. You know, now knowing about like psychic fields and frequency. I'm getting so hungry. I know. Why don't we like, why don't we call Mexican food to come over? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mexican food, call them to come come over. over. Call the foods Um, to come over individually. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta interview them. Like a giant taco shows up. (laughs) Like, oh wait, are you meat? Sorry. You (laughs) failed the interview. Next (laughs) is a line of Mexican (laughs) (laughs) cookouts. Cartoon Mexican (laughs) auditioned foods like there you go. I'm not high. (laughs) (laughs) Diana got you. That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah, we're smoking the weed that you grew. I know. Like you grew this from a seed. From a, from a baby to a mother. Dirty Diana. <laughs> she has OG. seeds. That's well, Are we calling her Dirty Diana OG? Is that what the yeah, strain she's is an called? OG. I don't know what kind of OG, but. Well, Dirty Diana OG. Yeah. Double D's. Yeah. Double D. Double D's. <laughs> See, the yep. plot thickens. It gets better, and better. <laughs> But I was just talking recently, um, one of my friends is doing a, um, trying to do an all trans inclusive strip night and she does it once a month over at Cheetah's Mm. Um, and her name's Daphne and um, one of the things, it's it's interesting because I'm curious as to how they're going to enforce laws when it comes to trans. Um, because the laws are different for female strippers as they are for male strippers. Hmm. In female strip clubs, there's absolutely no contact. Like the guys can't even put money on you. That's true. Yeah. But in 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 male strip in male in male reviews, they're just jamming money in there. Like I don't I don't even know. Like even go go dancers can't really have money be put on them. Like you can't. Like if I'm on stage, even if I'm fully clothed in a bikini and I'm on stage, so people do lap dances. We do booth dances, but it's a foot away. There's no contact. Oh, damn. I yeah. didn't even know that. Hmm. Um, and it, the, but every, the laws change, are different everywhere. Like in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Not Cocoa Beach, but in, in Florida, in Cocoa Beach. I, was, I, I danced in, like in Cocoa there, Beach. I danced in Cocoa Beach, and I danced in Orlando. And there it's full contact. Which means you're in a thong, topless, straddling on them, and you're just dry-fucking them until they come in their pants. That's Whoa. their lap dances in Whoa. Florida. So let's just say I never did a lap dance in Florida. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. Absolutely yeah, not. Right? For $15. <laughs> no, right? thank you. Absolutely not. So um, the laws are different for for female strippers as they are for male strippers. So I'm kind of curious as to... Because I had to tell her, I had to ask her, I was like, are the, how are you getting away with doing two girls on the stage at the same time and they're actually touching each other? If you have two girls on the stage at the same time, they have to be away from each other. They can't, one person can't remove the other person's clothes. You can't even touch the other person at all. You have to be completely, and they're having girls on the same pole interacting. And it's just like, I'm kind of, I asked her, I said, are you guys, have you looked into this to make sure that you're not breaking any laws? And she's like, oh, I didn't know. And I was like, okay, well, you might need to know a little bit more about how female strip clubs work if mm-hmm. you're going to start, like, working in female strip clubs. Because mm-hmm. um, the laws, I'm assuming, are going to apply the same. 
for trans women as they would for regular uh, women as yeah. in the strip club industry. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the, the rules and regulations go. Because again, with the males, like they're just being pawned. Like nobody enforces that. But yeah. we have we have undercovers coming. We just got had uh, people come in two weeks ago to check our license and everything like that, and make sure that nobody was breaking the rules or carrying any drugs or dealing drugs in the club. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I don't know how enforced everything is from the in the male review shows. As yeah. opposed to the female, because they're strict with us. Like yeah. we can't wear see-through stuff. We have to wear solids. <laughs> like <laughs> when we're topless, we have to be behind a line that's six feet away from the customer, because we can't even be within a foot from them. Because apparently guys don't know how to control themselves. Yeah, it's gotten to the point now we have to be six feet away on stage. That's so crazy. Yeah, like who? What a human being can't just operate in a strip club? Like it's, but, but, but people. Here's the thing, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to. Um, defend in any way but more as an explanation yeah um they're drunk yeah they're drunk and a lot of people they don't under they don't realize some of the things that they're doing or behaving or they don't realize that they're shouting they don't realize that they're being derogatory sometimes they don't even realize they're taking their tip back from the stage that they tipped us you know what i mean like they do shit like that they don't realize they're just throwing quarters up there you know some guys go into the clubs just for their ego. They'll go in, they'll tip a dollar between the two of them, and then the whole entire time they just talk shit about the dancer on stage. Wow. Just to try and validate themselves. That's See, yeah. that's another stress that you have to worry about, is like actually like performing, putting on a show. That's sort of like just, the main walking, part of the job, walking. but it's first like, off, yeah, you all these other you, hurdles before you actually off, do the main part. Part of the uniform is you have to wear high heels. You can't wear flats. You can't wear sneakers. You can't wear flats. You can't be barefoot. You Another have thing. to be in heels. So there's the first also, challenge. Also, to anybody that's listening, if you're a guy, <laughs> have you ever fucking tried on a high heel? Yeah. That, like, insane. Yeah. I so, even, I, they, like, like defy gravity now. I try to They squeeze your feet. They, they, you know, they're very difficult. It takes a a long time to break in and get used to. Like I, I broke in by wearing them around the house when I first got high heels. I would just put them on and I would just walk from room to room and I would do the dishes and I would go over here and do this. And and I would just, just get used to the familiarity of having these on my feet. Mm -hmm. Um, so not only that, but going on stage and Moving your clothes for strangers, walking with these weird stilts on your feet, right. trying to make it look sexy at the same time, right. and go from standing to floor and floor to standing without trying to fall. When and you put it that way, strip clubs seem impossible. It's, it, <laughs> How do they work? How do you get to like, the end product of a strip club? Shit. I always say that as a dancer, you, you have two choices uh, as far as making your money. You can either exhaust yourself mentally or you could exhaust yourself physically mm. now me i exhaust myself physically by doing all the pole stuff and contortion and actual dance on stage mm. as with most girls just use the stage just as like okay i'm here everybody sees me i'm here but their whole thing is is talking mm. and, and getting uh invested with them just by hustling and speaking and stuff like that so for me it's more physically and with them it, it's just more mentally draining mm-hmm. because they have to sit there and deal with their <laughs> and then guys get drunk and they get a little grabby and I, all the time I hear girls coming in like Ugh, I wish so and so would just stop touching me or this guy gets so drunk that every time he's talking to me he's spitting in my face mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what they're tipping good so they yeah. deal with it I don't want to deal with that <laughs> I remember what I was going to say now yes can you imagine how awesome a strip club would be if the owners that hired it 
hired ladies that were all into like being a unit and being positive because like can you imagine how successful a strip club would be yeah. if it just had like beacons of positive energy ladies like working that everybody's happy and everybody's in there for like a good time that's kind of how the and club like, I'm at now with the day shift is yeah it's and a then, total oh, different man. vibe from day shift to night shift and then I would totally like because most clubs tolerate dudes that come in with money and let them be assholes but what if like this club was like any infraction it's like you're the yeah. fuck out and you're yeah. not back yeah. and like that would make the girls so happy mm-hmm. And then everybody would be happy. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of rich but people. But we do, that, we do have assholes. that. There's one guy that they won't kick out because he spends a lot of money there and he tips the girls twenties. And but he's the one where if he doesn't really care for your body type, he'll tell you. He'll be like, "You're a little too, you're a little too big. You need to do some meth and lose some weight." Yeah. And he'll even come up and like grab your stomach or grab your thigh. And he's like, "Yeah, you're a little too meaty. You need to lose weight." Yeah. And he did that to me my first time meeting him. He tipped me 20 on stage, and I got off my set, and I went down and thanked him. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm Peter. I'm like, hi, I'm Sin. Oh, would you like a drink? I would love a drink. And as I'm sitting there waiting for my drink is when he starts saying this stuff to me. Oh, my God. You know? And I'm like, I'm like, I bet you all the stuff I just did on stage you can't do. You know? And I looked at and then he, like, grabbed my stomach and was saying, like, yeah, lose a little weight. And I grabbed my hand, and I'm mushed I grabbed his face and I mushed it away from me I'm like don't you fucking touch me (laughs) and because I did that he feels uncomfortable coming in when it's my shift Mm -hmm. so he'll actually call or he'll come in and then if he sees my name on the board on that day he'll just leave which is good because the fact that I I mushed his face like that Mm -hmm. otherwise he would still be coming on my shift and doing that yeah but our customer our, our, our managers allow it because he tips and whenever in any Almost like any scenario, would that ever be appropriate? And here's the thing. This is what I try and tell the girls who defend him. They're like, well, he tips really good. I just ignore it. And I look at them and I say, I look at them and I say, I was about to say, actually, sorry. But but when I I, I change their perspective, I say this to them. I said, hey, if you were on the street walking and some guy just threw $20 at your feet, crumbled up and grabbed you and told you what a fat piece of shit you were and that you need to do crystal meth, would you tolerate it? And they said, they said no. And I said, why the? fuck are you allowing it in your workplace then right yeah. if you would allow someone on the street do that to you and treat you that way how are you allowing someone to do that in your place of work exactly and they sit there with a dumb confused look on their face like mm, i never thought like yeah you know you <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> you have no self-respect and i get it we are exotic dancers huh? but you can have integrity you can have morals you can have self-respect in doing this job well, you know they're inherently like a right like it's it's not like you you know like yeah but people just assume that because oh well they're strippers this is what i'm saying like i get to see majority men but even women but i get to see men at their worst and I get to see the true intention of a man and how he treats a woman. Because if a man will treat a sex worker shitty, but then goes home and is nice to his daughter, and he's nice to his wife, and he's nice to his female employees and co-workers, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry, you're a fake. You are not pro-women. You are a piece of shit if you're going into another someone's workplace and just degrading them. You know? Yeah. But if a guy comes in and he, he's drunk and he treats everybody with respect and all the females and st- still treats them like human beings, and then he goes home and he treats his family with respect and his co-worker, that guy is a decent human being and he's not putting up a front. He truly does, is just a good person, you know. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of people who just put up false face. false fronts. So wait. People are just nicer around Christmas time. 
Yeah. To me, I feel like everyone's stressed the fuck out during yeah. Christmas, and they're actually meaner because they're all, like, upset. This is a whole family issues yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like, to me, Christmas is, like, not not as good as Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving, you get the good fucking food. But we always had a good Christmas dinner, too, though. Yeah, family, but I'm just saying you get the good you get the good fucking food without the drama. Yeah, Christmas is drama. Stressful because like, Thanksgiving everyone's just happy to eat. Like who brought what? Okay, let's fucking eat. Yeah, my family was like big and like this isn't like shit talk on family or anything, but it was like I don't know. I was such an oddball that everybody like just felt forced to get me something, but nobody had any idea what to get me or would even ask. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like, so it's just like you like I don't pencils, know. right? Yeah, got you like, a box of pencils. I got a lot of socks, and like we don't know what that weird boy's into, but he's got feet. So <laughs> did they give you novelty socks or just like socks, like tube socks that aren't novelty uh, socks? They were just yeah. They were always a cut that I did not like. They didn't even ask me what cut of socks I liked. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> You could have at least asked. I knew you were going to get me I think everybody was again. just scared of me. But anyways, like, that's the thing. It's like, but you, you feel forced to buy things for parts of your family who you don't understand. <laughs> like, I could say the same for most of my family. Yeah. I don't know. And I actually, now that I think about it, I'm kind of too scared to ask. <laughs> like, what do you into? I don't know. Why do you guys get scared to ask? Well, because then that would imply that I don't know. I don't think they know that you don't know because you don't talk to them. With my family, I have to ask other members of the family who wants what. So, for example, I have to ask dad what mom wants and I have to ask mom what dad wants. Because mom will always say she doesn't want anything. And dad will always be indecisive and not know what the fuck he wants. (laughs) It sounds like you really know what your parents want. (laughs) Mom will tell me, oh yeah, dad's really into, at one point, like uh, 10, 15 years ago, uh, they had a house up in Northern California, like up in the woods. And she's like, dad's been really into um, watching the deer. And she's like, in the daytime, it's nice because he has his binoculars, but we get a lot of deer coming through at night. And he doesn't have any type of night vision goggles or anything like that. So I don't know if that might be too pricey, but that, that's something I think that he would really enjoy. And I ended up finding one for like 80 bucks or something like that. But it was like a, not a binocular, but like just the... the for one eye, but you can monocular. Monocular. But yeah, we actually uh, on that Christmas he opened it up and we actually ended up having deer come come through the yard at Aww. that night, so he's able to look through and see it and everything. Like that. So I always have to ask, and I was like, "What does mom want?" He's like, "Mom needs new set of dish pans." I'm like, okay, I'll get her. <laughs> mom needs a new attitude, sweetie. I hate these pans. I need new pans. I always I'm like, I hate these pans. So that's why I just because I'm not home, I don't hear what their yeah. needs are all the time. So yeah. I was like, "All right, well, don't get her that. I'll get her this." And mom. Your mom needs an attitude adjustment. (laughs) See, that brings up a good point, too. It's like, I don't think that we communicate on a deep level with our families enough. At least in my unit. And actually, when I think about all of my friends that I went to their houses... They just, like... I don't know. Their family... Like, their mom... Like, go away, mom! And then it's like... If they're acting like that when I'm around... Their mom goes to to the kitchen and has a shot of whiskey. Yeah, right? And it's like... Yeah, I always ask. I just never... I mean, I think about, like, I, I love my mom, and she was great, and she raised us great and everything, but it's, like, when I think about, like... Shout out to you, Mama Neutron. Yeah, Mama Neutron. But when I think about, it, like, I don't know, I don't ever really remember, like, asking her about her job or anything. Like, at a certain point when I got older, it was just, like, I would play video games, and we just lived together, and we didn't really ever talk about anything. You didn't even know what your job your mom had? Well, yeah, no, That's... I know what she did, oh. but I'm just saying, like... I don't know. I'm just like, thinking, hey, like, how's things going? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, like, me growing up, I, I could have. 
put more effort into communicating with my family is what I, I guess my point is. Mm. Not that anything bad turned out, but I think like just now that we're getting spiritual you, and thinking about family connections and stuff. I feel like you communicate a lot. I don't know. I was distracted. This man cannot stop talking. Oh, yeah, You're now. so constantly talking on your stream. Well, maybe I was always talking podcast, to my mom and I never and listened to her. And then you want to talk to my ass and I'm like, dude, aren't you tired of talking? Because I'm tired of hearing you. I, mean, I, did, I did two <laughs> things kidding. as a kid. Dance to Stevie B and talk my mom's ear off. Yeah. So maybe that's why I didn't know anything about Oh, you never let her get a yeah. word in it. Yeah. Was, yeah. this boy. <laughs> Maybe you don't think of really because you're growing up and you're you're you are in your own discovery of this world. You have so much information to absorb. That's mm-hmm. not that's not that, that's not that kids are, are narcissists, but kids are narcissists. Yeah. Everything is all about them. Yeah, so your growing mom's up, there to it support doesn't you. You know, um, but as an adulthood, you start realizing like, oh yeah, you know what? Because I'm thinking about it too. I never really took the time to be like, hey mom, did you actually? What did you think about your job? Did you enjoy doing this? Was this something you went into, or did you just fall into this? How this happened? Blah, blah. I didn't really have in depth uh, conversations with my parents or anything like that really growing up either. But then again, my mom had three of her own kids, adopted three kids, and still did foster care. And at one point, she had her mother move in with us. So. She already had a lot going on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. having a kid, hey mom, mm-hmm. hey mom, mm-hmm. you know, mom, that was your day at work. She, I guess that's really. That's I like, might want to be the last thing that she wants to hear. Yeah, is, I guess that's yeah. like it's really tough for us to like. If we think about it, we're all really absorbed in our own personal lives, because mm-hmm. we have a lot going on. Everybody does, yeah. and it's like it's. That's why we should always cherish the moments that we do get to connect with people. Well, I'm, like, I'm, I always try to pay it. attention, especially when it comes to like seasons and holidays and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, let's say I knew I wanted to get my mom something, but then I didn't know like this is how she is. About mom, what do you want for Christmas? So I don't want anything. Just don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> and then I'd find something I want to get her, and then okay, mom, what's your favorite color? Well, I like all colors. <laughs> my mom does it my too. My mom wouldn't like, give me just one color. I'm like, give me a color. If your color's purple, then I'll buy you this in purple. But I just need to know <laughs> fucking color. You're, you're so vague and just, I don't want anything. Like, I know you need stuff. I know you want stuff, but you're just not telling me. <laughs> so they're yeah. going to make me pry through everybody else to figure out what it is. <laughs> I would just, just tell buy, me. Buy my, like, buy that person like a precious precious moments curio like little i mean not curio but a little precious moments thing and every year i'll just get them another one until i'm like okay are you gonna fucking tell me what you want now or do you want another fucking precious moments fucking thing are you building a village are you gonna tell me what you want sweetie it's been 30 30 like actually sweetie i wanted that that's exactly what i wanted every year and you go in the house and there's like this whole town built like like wired lighting like running water. <laughs> what did you ever that would be adorable, but also like terrifying. Like, it's Why weird. would that be terrifying? That's I, scary. I think that's just endearing. Well, now cute. that I know about homes for spirits, it's not as terrifying or creepy. But having I don't know how that makes any less terrifying or creepy. Why is it terrifying and creepy in the first place? Did someone build a tiny di- diorama this of a town? Like, what are you doing? your life you're living in a fantasy world but now i'm like it's oh, called hobby. Has, but like, you know hobbies. part of my life and what i do is i make tiny dioramas of things so i mean like, that's actually a big part of what i do with my life so well, i don't know you dick but you, you sculpt your you sculpt your own things though it's different you're not buying someone else's who life. said anything i said made her own 
town. Made her own diorama. Yeah. So it's you're saying it's different because I made it. Yeah, because it's the thing that you made. Yeah. So then that also in our theoretical situation of the tiny town, that person would have made that too. Yeah, they made the town, but not the. Never mind. I'm just saying, like when you sculpt something, you're like you're not like. I'm not sure what point we're arguing. I don't even know why we're arguing. I don't Uh, even remember. I guess it's only an argument if we say we're arguing, (laughs) which I'm not saying that. It smells like your hands. Well, that's a good chance considering it's clay, and as I just stated, I do that for a living. Yeah. (laughs) Also, now I'm curious. What do my hands smell like? They smell like this. That's. you're like, that didn't smell yeah. like anything to me because you're always smelling your stinky old hands. Clayton. No, I was just trying to decide if that was concerning or not because it was like borderline, like not an okay smell, but also like <laughs> it, it probably wasn't smells that like your bad. Hands. Yeah, I was like, actually, I could see my hands smelling like yeah. that. <laughs> but it's, it it's like if my like... hands were warm, yeah. I guess, because like, yeah, you're warm and I don't know, it smells like warm hands. <laughs> <laughs> How does a warm man have a smell? I don't, I don't know, but somehow I'm smelling it. <laughs> Do you want to smell? <laughs> I don't want to smell it. Now, everybody that's hearing my voice knows is imagining what a warm hand smell smells we, like. Warm hands. Warm hand smell. Right? Let's uh, bottle that scent. Let's put that in a candle. Bottle bottle up these in like little fucking Remember things. I was saying that warm, that warm room with the scent? It's that hand smell. Warm right? sick hand smell. Let's put it in an um, oil heater thing. <laughs> Melt it down. Mmm, the old smell. Smells like his stale cigarettes and, and work hands. <laughs> his sandwich hands. <laughs> um. Wait, ham sandwiches and cigarettes. Ham sandwich. Ham sandwiches and <laughs> stale cigarettes. <laughs> That's an album name. I'm trying not to scratch them because I know I'll go down the like the scratchy hole. The eyes. I, I did. I think, so I, I think it's because I touched it. I just love just doing this yeah. to my mm-hmm. eyes. Like, I it's, like it. I, I don't so like good. It feels so good. The I guess stop talking about it. Makes... Yeah, right? You too? Yeah, well, I used to get really bad allergies when I was a kid. So mm. for me, the itchy eyes, especially during um, like the hay season and stuff yeah. like that, it's like a bug bite. Like when you keep scratching it, it's just like, oh, it feels so good. Yeah, and then it does. Once you but it's it, better it's, yes. than scratching yeah. a bug bite. Yeah, it's yeah. like, when oh you get that God, it's eye so rub. good. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, we're like, we're like have... aggressively like, 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 yeah, like really in there with groping like our our eye jellies. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys do that. See, so you're you're meeting you more do. and more people that yeah. like. That's a thing. I can't do it. it. I just know that it scratches your cornea. I know, and it creeps you, so and I know this, you. but I'm like, oh, you hurt so good. It feels so good. <laughs> if your eyes could have an orgasm, that's what it would feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's it's almost, no, you see, no, you know what? It, the better description, what? <laughs> I don't want my eyes to orgasm ever then. <laughs> you know, a better description is if you're, your eyes are on the edge of an orgasm permanently oh, okay. because that's you can't stop yeah, doing it true. Yeah, it's ne- guess, you yeah. never get the full satisfaction yeah, but yeah. you're just like right there you're like yeah. oh so right you're, there yeah, no, you're right you're right that's yeah like, that's, that's why like you can't stop because you when you hold on to that feeling <laughs> try to hold on to that feeling just rub manifest. my eyes yeah <laughs> it's gonna manifest <laughs> Yeah, give me those winning numbers, baby. (laughs) Scratching these eyeballs. That pizza was pretty good today. That Mm -hmm. was good.
I mean, I just got the pepperoni, but... Pepperoni is a good test, though. Pizza pe- oh, yeah, good. pepperoni pizza is like the litmus test of a yeah. pizza place. But there, like, I've there are like wildly varying sausages between pizza. Pl- that's like a make or break it. You never know what you always know what the pepperoni pizza is gonna be, but you mm-hmm. never know what the sausage pizza is gonna be, right? Right? Because they, they, yeah, factories. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but they get the pepperoni from the same place, Pepperoni Joe's. <laughs> This episode of Sig Neutron's Future brought to you, <laughs> you by Pepper- Pepperoni, Pepperoni Joe's. Pepperoni Joe's. <laughs> Pepperoni Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Pepperoni Joe Jones. <laughs> PJJ's. <laughs> he called me Pete. Well, actually, he would be PJ. Yeah, and his friends PJ. would call him Peach. Call me PJ Jones. <laughs> Pe- Pepperoni Peach. <laughs> but, uh... I yeah. do, I do, um, my good deeds at the strip club, though. I do have, like, one guy that comes in, like, maybe twice a year. He's much older. He has medical issues. I don't know if one of his knees and hips is all bunk, but he's always on crutches when I see him. So I have to, like, actually physically help him into the booth area, and then I do a couple dances for him, and I have to physically help him out of the steps, out of the booth. But he'll always tell me, he's like, you know... You just made my day. I've been so depressed lately, and my health isn't doing so well, and I've just been so down, and I decided to come in here and cheer myself felt myself up and, and just running into you, and it just, you thank you so much. You know, a lot of girls don't want to come and talk to me because, you know, my crutches and da-da-da. I was like, no, don't ever worry about it. So he comes in like twice a year, and we'll get a dance for me. And then we also have another guy that comes in maybe every two weeks. And maybe you want to say he's in this mid to late 30s he's got some type of special needs i think it's just a mental thing but when you look at him i just see a giant child because he has that kind of spirit that kind of curiosity but also doesn't really know boundaries you know i don't think he can maintain a job and um some of the girls kind of get weirded out because he's a very large dude and he kind of hovers and when he hovers that means he's just interested in you you know, and so I picked up on goes to the conventions all the time. So I, I picked up on on him, and um, so every time he always comes in, he always gets a dance from me, and then he'll get a dance from another girl. But some of the girls will tell me that they don't like to dance for him because the fact that like no, his energy's too weird. I'm like he's just a little off. Um, his mom actually drops him off at the club, gives him money, drops him off at the club, and then she sits in the parking lot for two hours. And then texts him right at six o'clock, and then he comes and all right, all right time to go. My mom like says, dropping I, him off at "My mom, yeah, I think it's like, fucking rad." I'm like, I swear, I want to get her a fucking trophy because mother of the year because it's every like at least one, every two or three weeks he comes in and he'll do that. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the girls was saying that she didn't like to dance. She gave him a dance one time, and she's like, "No, his eyes weird me out because when he gets stimulated, and I've taken care of kids with special needs, and I know that when you get stimulated, your reaction is going to be different." So I took care uh, of a child with special needs that had Prader Willies, and that is it's very very slow reaction, and but when he was happy or excited, he kind of like did these really sporadic things with his fingers on his hands, and kind of a, a, a rock back and forth, and that meant he was happy. He's very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, he's stimulated, and this guy um, that comes in, his eyes kind of dart back and forth. They kind of shake. Mm-hmm when he gets stimulated like that. So his eyes kind of shake like that and he's kind of like this. But I'm also, I'm like, I, I'm assuming he's probably on some type of medication, you know, and he doesn't drink any alcohol or anything like that. And it doesn't bother me. 
you know, and he's always been very sweet and very, very, very respectful mm-hmm. and doesn't try and cross boundaries or try and like get all weird and creepy or anything like that. He just comes in, I'll, I'll chat with him for a little bit, we'll do a dance, and then he'll just look for the next girl to dance with, and he just kind of hangs out, and then he just leaves. Um, so we do get, like, you know, girls who will take care of guys, because not, I, I, this is one of the reasons why I believe that we should, we should have prostitution, is because people with special needs, or even people who are, like, you know, uh, let's say WM, double amputee, you know, I mean, like, people should be able to have access two things in a healthy environment in a healthy way and just giving an example with these people with uh, medical issues or special needs coming in and just having the company of a female where they normally don't get ever in their regular daily lives you know so I think that I think that is kind of important Mm -hmm. having a little bit not to say it's like to boost your ego but I think that some people do need to have a little bit of you know Mm -hmm. attention from you know someone they find attractive and having their time you know you know I never never thought about that I've given dances I've given dances to people in wheelchairs I gave a dance to a woman who just lost her job and she was so drunk she pissed herself and I danced for her she had pissed herself in the middle of the dance but I didn't draw a scene oh my gosh we have to wait we have to um, make you a part of the hey mugege baba tribe (laughs) (laughs) I discovered that it's so fun to just say you could like make an entire conversation out of just saying hey mugege baba hey mugege baba Hey, Mogigi Baba. Ah, hey, Mogigi Baba. Hey, Mogigi Baba. Baba? Hey, Mogigi Baba. Hey, Mogigi Baba. Hey, Mogigi Baba. See, we had a total conversation there with the same phrase. And I kind of knew exactly what you guys were, because you were projecting a feeling at me. And that's what they say telepathy is like. I think we communicate telepathically on like a much more, much more than we even realize. Oh yeah, like a level. You can tell when someone's mood is off. They don't really have to yeah. do a whole lot of physical stuff mm-hmm. for you to tell that they're off. Yeah, like what is body language, mm-hmm. dude? Yeah, you could just straight up feel like if people don't believe in like psychic abilities, you can. Yeah, you've never been around an angry person, right. <laughs> especially one that you're like close to, <laughs> because those motherfuckers walk in the room and you just your back is sizzling. It's like ah yeah. ah, you, you okay? <laughs> you already know. <laughs> it's like I'm not making that up, no. but I felt it. Yeah, and, and so many up. people's yeah. I just want to make little like puppets now. Like, I bet, I bet if I had a big enough name, like if I was a Dan Harmon or a Justin Roiland or something, I could pitch a cartoon about people going, hey, I'm okay, give up. Right. And, and it would get they'll made. Just be, they'll just it be would, cavemen. It would fucking get made. And that's all they say. That'd be so dope. The only difference between <laughs> that idea and, like, getting made is, like, who said it. Shame on gay gay baba. Yeah, shame on gay gay baba. Hey, the first rule of shame on gay gay baba is we don't change shame on gay gay baba. You can't add an s to first shame on gay gay baba. Shame on gay gay baba on you. You're dumb. Hey, Mo Gigi Baba. Hey, Mo Gigi Baba. It works 
in any I know. So, but, like, that's just a nightmare <laughs> sequence. Oh, my God. Everybody speaks Hemogege Baba except one guy, and he's losing his fucking mind. <laughs> right. Because every, he's, like, just he's not like, getting it. <laughs> that would be, like, his personal hell. <laughs> I know. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. Like, not being able to communicate with someone would be a hell. Like, maybe that's why communication is so important. About, what was it, today or yesterday? It crossed in my head. It must have been so bizarre and so lonely being human beings before we had communication, verbal communication and language with each other. Mm -hmm. You have all these thoughts in your head, but you don't know what the, you know, you know you feel feelings, but there's no words for these feelings. Mm -hmm. And you can't express it to another person because they don't understand the gibberish coming out of your mouth because there's nothing that says... This is a box. This is a cup. This is a tree. You know, that, that, yeah. that hasn't been set yet. So also, I don't even know. It must have been. Emotion. Yeah, yeah, also, it you must have been even... so just. In, everything's in your own head. You can't talk to anybody because nobody understands you. Yeah. You're surrounded by people, but nobody understands each other. Yeah, That's and like, gotta be kind they would, of... like, you wouldn't even understand if that guy could see you the way that you see him because there's yeah. no way to articulate that right. idea. Yeah. You would just think that you're this thing swimming through this existence and like surrounded by other things that you don't even know because you can't even look at yourself right. yeah like, well, how do you know if you can't look at yourself well you can look like, it in the, yourself in the pond or something? but then would you you wouldn't even be able to talk about well that's just a reflection you oh, think I there's know. another you person might. staring back at you from the fucking yeah. water you wouldn't yeah. even believe yeah i mean so you so would I just that, like it would be so like lonely biggest, that would be hell one of the maybe biggest, that's why uh, the fucking universe and communication was created because they, otherwise it would be hell well, yeah. that would be called chaos that was the chaos before order Oh yeah, and then the, that's why they said, "Oh my God!" That's why in the cabal, they said in the in the cabal they say that God spoke us into being, and in the beginning it was the Word. Like that's like a huge cabalistic thing. So it's like communication is what created the fucking it brought order to the chaos, and that's how we were. It's like something gave us communication. And that's when things stopped well, getting just insane. Became one Papa person. Says you're probably welcome. just one person. <laughs> probably, probably one dude who just got sick of everybody's shit. It's like tree, cup, <laughs> tree, cup. Right. <laughs> From then on, it, that's how it was. Right? And you just built, like, and then you just built a dialogue with that. These guys that learned how to communicate with one one another, and they're like, "We got to teach everybody else this." And they're just I having know. little classrooms, or not right? really classrooms, but. And then think about that going through generations and generations of like deities Rock. back all the way down to us, Boom. because like the deities they were once like us. We're just in a lower density, and we're working our way where they are. But it's I like, wonder what, what were the, the the core words that like. When they first started, like, hey, okay, these are the words we really need to teach people. Huh. Like, we got, like, five words. Well, but you know What's what, the think, next but best really word? draw that back into, like... Fire. But draw that back into... Sun. In, but, like, go all the way... Sick. Like, zoom all the way out Ooh, to, like, the known one. universe. And if you were just... If we're in the mind of a being, the being would have to, like, create thought. It would have to create rocks. It would have to create, like, things first. It would have to think something into being before it would even think of a name. Think about if you were the only all that is. The, like, okay, I was, yeah. I was just zooming out. We're going macro, oh, okay. micro. Oh, I, I was like, I got Because as above, so below. So, like, you could, to understand the greater universe, you have to apply the same thinking on a grander scale. That's what they say. You is look there bored. candy okay. in this house? Is there candy? <laughs> 
clearly I'm, my her, talk of hermetic principle is boring oh, I'm sorry. you so i just start thinking about will, sweets uh, again <laughs> never just mind don't let me bore you not have sweets right now <laughs> let me bore right. you with the secrets of the universe or anything oh <laughs> papa Legba. communication mm-hmm. that's why i talk so much because it's great to articulate ideas <laughs> ideas otherwise known as mansplaining mm-hmm. mansplaining your guy ideas on me <laughs> <laughs> triggered it's <laughs> actually a really good thing to say think of a scenario when I would ever say that <laughs> make it into a t-shirt Gling gling. <laughs> gling, 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 bitches. Gling, 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 gling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we did the same. Just that just seems gling. familiar to me. I'm not even joking. Gling. Really? Not it's doing how, the body thing, but saying the gling, women gling thing. Practice her pose. Right. <laughs> the fat final step is you gotta really help me. Get my neck Get turned back. Really oh my god, neck. that's like some fucking. It has thing. to be flipped all the way. Someone around. posts about it, like this is how you reach section. One woman finally actually like completes the pose, and then she's just <laughs> right? like, levitating. You have to do it with perfect feeling, like yeah, that way. Then, and then you see her, <laughs> you see her above the cloud, like gling gling, right? <laughs> like she's like, but no one harps can see. come out of the sky. Oh, yeah. bling, bling. oh harp. And it's just like, turn around. It was gling, the gling gling story. That's the key. You have to, you have to gling everything. <laughs> What's your mantra, right? The gling gling mantra. I need a blinged out necklace. It says gling gling. <laughs> When we get when we become baller, we'll get you a gling necklace. It's just made of plastic, like, bro. Your gling necklace is made of plastic, and I'm like, bro, it's not about that. It's about the gling, it's about the levitating gling. and it's ascending the gling, to the next the level, motherfucker. You got a gling gling this yacht. What about the gling, not the bling? We're here for the gling, not the bling. Words are funny. They sure are. You can use them in many different situations. Like tapatio. No, that's a word. It really, really makes me want spicy. <laughs> spicy, slightly complex. Tapatio. What's your favorite word? Who has a favorite word? Yeah, I do you have a favorite I really, word? I actually do have a favorite word. Like, if you, if you ask your mom that question, like, if you're going to get her something for Christmas and you're like, what's your favorite <laughs> word? I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't blame her if she was like, honey, I don't know. I like a lot of words. <laughs> You're like, yeah, me too. Well, so there's certain words I, I've always like. I've always liked this one word, and I don't know why I like it, but I've always liked the word illuminate. Illuminate, illuminating. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the way it sounds. Hmm. I know there's words I, I, I don't like. These are words you don't like. You still like the sound I am, of the Yes, word. I immediately think of the word yeah. pamper. I hate that I hate the word and I hate what it I hate what it represents and it just like the way that it comes out of your mouth accentuates the parts that I don't like about it. I don't know. Pamper. I'm gonna pamper you. It's like ew. 
<laughs> right? Like, does that not does bother it, anybody does, else? It doesn't bother me. Really? Yeah. See, it's I just like. I can see how it bothers some pamper. Like, just. Mm. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, like, it's, it's an, to me, it sounds like an ugly word. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the way that it comes out of your mouth. Pamper. Pamper. <laughs> it's, it's a little puff of like, I don't know. Why does that give me weird feelings? Like, I, right? right? Like, what is my attachment to the word pamper and, and the way it comes life. out of my well, mouth? Well, a lot of people in the don't past like the word you were a butler. Right? <laughs> a lot of people do like, right? don't yeah. like the word moist that bothers some people. I don't know if moist. I'm on the moist train. I, it's yeah, like, moist doesn't personally bother me. I guess the more we either. say it, though, it's getting moist a little like, it's starting to feel like weird a... in my mouth. Moist. It doesn't sound bad to me. Moist. Like, whatever. Unless you're like, moist definitely. Then I'm like, oh my Whoa, up. moist definitely. That's a good one. Moist def. <laughs> moist definitely. And you're like, no. Don't ever say that word combo. You know what's a good word, though? Potato. That's a good word. It is a good potato. word. Potato is just cute. Like, what kind of vegetable is that? A potato. Oh, my God. You came up with that word. It's so cute. kiwi's cute. Yeah, kiwi. kiwi's cute. Mm-hmm. It makes me go kiwi-wee. Little kiwi-wee. I think that word sounds cute. That you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You ever think it's weird when people enunciate their T's? I, I do that with buttons and mittens and... Yeah, the, that. It's strange. I it's just, say buttons and mittens. Is that... round, you're rounding it off. It's like buttons. Yeah. Yeah. But buttons. Buttons. Buttons and mittens. Oh, that sounds more aggressive. Right? That's the, it, mittens. It kind of weirds me out when people have the hard T sound. Oh, I never even... Also, again, it's the same me. sound, but it's how it's delivered. If that ain't fucking telepathic, then I don't know what is. We're sending fucking sound waves at somebody. Just the act of communicating with a voice is pretty telepathic if you fucking think about it. It's the, it's the words that I'm like, the vibrations that I'm shaping in the air are creating pictures in your brain and you know what I'm talking about. Like, in real what time. What picture am I thinking of right now in my brain? A cake. I don't know. It was a cake. How did you know? No, it wasn't. I've been wanting sweets. Was it really a cake? It was a carrot cake. Seriously? As I, I saw, it was like a you cartoon. I saw into your forehead. You said that as you head. rolled your eyes. Y'all cake. <laughs> You're envisioning it. Well, I, wow, that's weird because I thought I was going to be wrong. That's why I was like, cake. Wow, I fucking like telepath. I saw into your brain cartoon style. Saw, that's what bothers me. When was you, it cake? When you, when you don't say saw, you say, I saw that. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's weird. Do that is not that. the word that you use. No, that's, I put an L on it. Yeah. Saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Oh. Yeah. It's like... I was to say roof Indian, sometimes. Yeah. Roof. Roof, yeah. That's and just... cement. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I... Cement. I thought that's how you said it ever since I was a kid. Cement. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's weird. Cement. My mom would say wash and sometimes yep, my water. grandma says wash. Water, wash. Oh, that just my reminds grandma. me of my second grade teacher where he was like having a spell words and he's <laughs> he was saying spell wash. And everyone was like, W-O-R-S-H. <laughs> and he was like, no. And then, like, finally I was like, are you trying to say wash? <laughs> and I got in trouble. I was like, this is bullshit. My grandma calls the toilet a commode, and I love it. Commode. We don't call them commodes enough commode. anymore. You get, get the a commode. Do the toilet or toilet? I've heard toilet. Yeah, I've heard toilet. Toilet. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. They, like, forget the I in the toilet. That's interesting. So many different ways to enunciate. <laughs> but again, it's just, it's, 
It's the the rate at which you deliver something. If you just chill it, or if you aggressively, it's like different vibrations of delivery. Tapatio potato. See, those are good. Like, I, I think I like, might be like leaning towards the T's and the P's. They really put in the t, the p. Fun, <laughs> like little. We break it down. What's Puts your favorite the letter? Yeah, those put a little put in the t. You know, you can put any vowel in between those two, and it'll be fun. Maybe that's why your dog's name is Tupac. Yeah. Oh yeah, T and a P. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We call him two pee pee. Two pee pee shikiki. Oh man, I'm trying to not slip into a food coma, but I think I'm slipping into a food coma. Quesadilla. Yeah. Saw that. Pork. I mean, uh, you got the the Chicago style quesadilla. That's <laughs> yeah. a fucking deep dish quesadilla. What's <laughs> the double D? Quesadilla dish is what that they should call that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if a restaurant doesn't have a quesadilla dish, they're missing out. Because normally it's mostly cheese with some meat in here and there. Add cheese, like... the cheesy quesadilla dish. <laughs> like, that just sells itself, dude. <laughs> Not to me. This episode is uh, brought to you by the cheesy quesadilla dish. A product of Pepperoni cheesy. Joe. <laughs> for a party, though. Oh, you that were, was an You missed the party. Pepperoni Joe. I brought him back. Oh, Pepperoni <laughs> Joe. Oh, yeah. I said the quesadilla dish is a Pepperoni Joe product. <laughs> well on that note I think that's a good that's a good way to end the episode I mean we can still hang out but you know pepperoni joes yeah well thanks Sin for hanging, no, hanging out no. with us joining us and uh, just having a chat because I didn't even yeah. feel like we were filming an episode we were just having a chat just mm-hmm. freaking around where can we find Sin yeah where can we find you online uh, uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Sin Twisted, and also my website, sintwisted.com. And I have links for upcoming gigs and performances, so check it out. Nice. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. That was sort of an impromptu episode, so it kind of hobbled together from the pieces that uh, I was recording. It was an impromptu episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. We talked about a lot of what I can think were interesting topics, but uh, yeah, you can follow uh, me and Randy. Uh, have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Rancig. Uh, we also have a YouTube. Follow our YouTube. YouTube.com slash Rancig. And I think that's kind of, we're trying to rebrand around Rancig because we have a lot of stuff that we've done. And Bizarro Agogo is not very easy for people to spell. And uh, so Rancig, and it's fun. And again, thanks Point One for coming up with that because it's funny. It's kind of a play on Rancid. Anyways, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SigNeutron. You can also find Ranny on Instagram at RannyAgogo. That's A-U-G-O-G-O, hence the confusion of why we don't really use <laughs> Bizarro Agogo anymore. Um, yeah, so again, I want to do my best to get these episodes out at least one a week on every Monday. I know I failed this week, but I'm sorry. Here's the episode. And then I'm going to sprinkle some surprise episodes in between that. So, Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed and have a great night. And until next time, keep it weird, stay open-minded, and remember if you're not looking, then you're not going to find anything.